All right. What's up? It's your boys, Jordan, Abraham, and Samir once again. He's a professional runner, so he's your fast friend. Uh, I'm an MD-PhD student, so I guess I'm your smart friend. And Samir has finally decided to turn on his camera for one of these. As you can see, we can confirm he is your bald friend. Most importantly, we are your friends that read One Piece. And we got a nice surprise this week. I didn't think we were going to get a chapter. I thought we were going to be on break. We got chapter 1103. Jordan, what did you think about the chapter? Well, it's unfortunate because we're going to be on break next week. You know, we got this got this chapter through the illegal scans, fortunately, get it a little bit early. I really enjoyed this chapter. Obviously, it's really exciting. We thought Kumo was potentially going to come back. He did. We got him winding up for a big old punch against St. Saturn. There's all kinds of speculation about Bonnie joining the Straw Hats after that little moment with Vegapunk. Is Kizaru turning good? Uh, and I'm really personally interested in the diseases. And, okay, so Bonnie got this disease because Saturn was experimenting with her. And her devil fruit is kind of like an artificial power. Like, is what does that mean for diseases? And the rest of like, there's so many questions I feel like were brought up over the course of this. And we're set up for, you know, a big impact get it because <laughs> was about to punch punch saturn it would be a big impact in the next chapter that i'm really excited about so i re really enjoyed it and, and excited for all the questions that it brings up as a guy who stands the lore of the series absolutely absolutely no i loved it i honestly the kuma jumping in in front of bonnie and stopping saturn from stabbing her gave me Ace taking that punch from Akainu vibes. It's the same kind of, I don't know if Oda drew it intentionally, but to me, the two scenes look very similar in my head. Except, obviously, Kuma didn't get punched through his fucking chest. He was, he was able to take it. <laughs> you know? He's a little um, too strong for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a great ending to the chapter. Um, I was glad to get a clarification on Bonnie's Devil Fruit to me. I think that was one of the, or probably the most important thing that I took from this chapter, I still don't really get what the essence of a devil fruit is. Um, yeah. Like, if that's like maybe taking like blood from like a devil fruit user, if if that that's considered like the essence of it, I don't know. Um, and I'm sure that's something that uh, Saturn or Odo, you know, will clarify through like another character uh, later in the story. But yeah, it's interesting that he says your devil fruit essentially allows you to bring to reality any futures that you deem possible, right? That's that's about like my interpretation of like what he said, right? So mm. as far as Bonnie is concerned, Nika exists. Nika is real. She could be Nika, I guess. So that's why she's able to do this like Nika-ish future. Um, and now that she's kind of in this perilous situation and is losing hope, that's like, Sat, sat, that whole Saturn's whole thing is like, yeah, you're kind of like losing doubt uh, as to whether or not Nika really exists. I wonder if she eventually does find out that Luffy is Nika, has the Nika devil fruit, if that will limit the possible futures for her. Because she, if she would be like, you know, oh, Nika exists, but this person is Nika, so I can't be Nika. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how her powers are going to work in that sense, but 
Well, it, it's funny because yeah. that you bring that up because even in the original Japanese, you know, as you know, I, I read the scans this week that had some high quality RAWs. And whether or not you trust some of my interpretations of these things, the literal term that Saturn uses when he's talking about Bonnie's devil fruit is he says, as your imagination gets more narrow, you become less powerful. And so exactly what you're saying, you see that I, I used it to agree with you here. I, I want you to notice this, that I used it to agree <laughs> with you here. As her imagination of what Nika could be gets more narrow and more confined, even if she believes in Nika and sees it as Luffy, it's a real question of if without that amount of imagination, she'll be able to manifest as powerful of a fighting spirit, whatever it is, when her arm turns into basically Luffy's arm and with, with her fruit. Is yeah. her devil fruit's yeah. name confirmed, right? Like, did was Oda ever, did he ever say it's the Toshi Toshi or like the year, year, age, age fruit? Or do we just like have a vague idea of I, what it I is? I don't That's know. Guesses. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it could be, because I think he did a similar thing with, like there are, there are devil fruits, I feel like, where he's introduced them as one name and then changed it to another name. Like, I don't think when X-Drake was introduced that we were told it was the Dragon Dragon model T-Rex. You know what I mean? I think right, we just right. were like, you know, he's just a T-Rex. I, I don't know if he necessarily uh, named Bonnie's fruit. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember us getting a panel like that, but maybe, Samir, you could, like, double-check that and, and see if he did that back in Sabodi or something like that. Um, what I want to also talk about Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's, go ahead. Just, it's really interesting to me the question of if she actually has a devil fruit and if that makes it possible for her to get another devil fruit, something like that. But also, as you know, I've been really interested in all the diseases coming up ever since we're about sapphire scale. We've seen all these terrible diseases, white lead, things like that. I really wonder, you know, in, in the time where white lead became a disease, obviously Roger um, had some sort of disease. And is it possible that any of these other kinds of diseases came from some sort of experimentation to create artificial devil fruits? If that's the case, who else might have some kind of artificial devil fruit? Could that be the source of what is up with Blackbeard, where if you can have two devil fruits, he was he was experimented upon. He's someone who his background was potentially as a slave or as a science experiment, and that resulted in him having some other kind of power could some it, it, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of potential there's all kinds of intrigue here for me and I don't know this is, we don't really have an answer for yeah no I think I personally think this is going to be a one-off situation this whole uh experimental subject uh that gets this disease I don't think there's going to be another character like that because sure Roger does have a fatal disease that we know about that couldn't be cured but I also don't think any of us ex think that Roger was captured and experimented on by the world's government. You know what I mean? In the same way that Bonnie True. necessarily was. Um, Kaido, but, but, but these I think could be potentially, you know, hereditary, passed down, whatever. And so we never know necessarily if people get these certain diseases from other sources. You know, we don't know where white lead came from. We don't know where huh? uh, there's some other disease what, that what, <laughs> this one got. White, white lead we know was from mining, right? They were mining a particular like precious mineral and the mineral is toxic, right? That's why I think they were uh, mining white lead itself, right? And it was like, there was the whole propaganda that it was like an illness. So they quarantined and killed off Law's whole island. But really, it was just a toxic metal that they were mining that made everyone man, sick. come on, man. Let me have my intrigue. <laughs> You're just coming out here and ruining all my intrigue with these 
facts from the series. <laughs> Come on, man. Hi. Bad, man. <laughs> give you, hey, hey. I'm on board with Kizaru turning on the world government, though. There's your entry. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Because yeah. you I'm got that interesting panel. That. You got a panel of him yeah. looking before. He, he's out here thinking about, oh, Bonnie or oh, Vegapunk sent tomorrow. He's thinking about them. Uh, before he before before Luffy mysteriously gets the food, it's interesting. It's why do you think he would turn right now? So, it might not necessarily be. Oh, right now is I think the reason right now is because all these people that he has emotional bonds with are in the series, right? Like in this chapter, I think we see you know he's like Sentamaru is like tied up, and we know he has uh, a history with Bonnie and Vegapunk. And even Kuma, actually, I don't know if he, I think, yeah, even Kuma to some degree, right? So if, if if there was ever going to be a time in the story where Aokiji, may, or not Aokiji, uh, Kizaru would have this kind of character development moment, it does feel like Egghead would be the time. I don't, I don't necessarily know if this, first of all, we don't, we, it's not confirmed if it was Kizaru who gave him the food. Um, but I don't necessarily think that this moment is going to turn into like a whole Aokiji leaving the Marines kind of thing right now. It might eventually escalate to that in the final war. Um, but I do think this is the best time to provide more depth into Kizaru's character by using these uh, other, like, you know, Sentomaru and Bonnie and them that, uh, to, to, to reveal a little bit more about his history, his mindset, all that kind of stuff. So it does make sense to me that it's happening now. It's true, but like, Five, I mean, not five chapters ago, because five chapters was the flashback. But, you know, like two chapters before the flashback, Kizaru was literally like, sorry, Sentamaru. I know we used to be boys, but I got to wreck you. Sorry, Vegapunk. I know we used to be boys, but I got to wreck you. It doesn't mean he's not going to be sad, but is the course of action he's going to choose really be feeding Luffy in this moment? Yeah, I mean, that was also before uh, Saturn's transformation, though, right? Like, it's possible maybe he doesn't know like what the Gorosei were and you know this embodiment of evil so, <laughs> so he was just like dang, dang Saturn you look scary I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the other side now. No no it might have been more been like this this bitch is actually evil. Like <laughs> I always thought you know the Marines were good and pirates were bad, but this guy is actually evil. And you know I can excuse a lot of things but but, so he, but it's basically because he's scary. Because he has not seen he has not seen Saturn do anything evil yet besides the fact that people's heads randomly explode. <laughs> well, hold on. what's he supposed to do if if people's it's not if people's heads just explode when he if people's heads just explode when he turns yeah. into his form? What's he supposed to do? Is he never supposed to live his authentic life? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if if your power facilitates murder just just by existing, then uh, you know that power might be evil. Ah. So I know. You're telling I me, know. Are you telling me? You know. I mean, we're both proud black men, and you're telling me if being black made people explode, you would just you know go Michael Jackson and get that skin treatment? Well, what? <laughs> what kind of a leap is this? <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, Saturn's trying to live his authentic life. If Kizaru had been this 
dedicated to the Marines before, you know he's seen them do some messed up stuff. You know he's seen, you know, we, we already saw at, at the God Valley, you know, you know they're hunting humans, protecting people who are doing all that. You telling me that in that moment was the first time it's, he just saw this dude. He was like, you look scary. And that's the, that's, that was the last straw. I'm going to switch sides. I'll put it to you this way. If I saw someone transform into a demonic spider <laughs> who, who not, not just transform into a demonic spider, but just looking at this de- demonic spider makes people's head explode, I would be like, test that bitch is evil. Like he's just evil. <laughs> like, you know, I, he, I, could I, the, he could be the kindest person in the world, but he's evil. That's a that's a fair enough point, but I don't know, man. I hear there's some caribou truthers out here. No, 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 no. I I <laughs> don't see I don't see why caribou would be the reason that um like the person who gave Luffy food. He's been talking this whole time about that person. Like there's there's a, a guy that he like right. supposedly works for, right? And for a while we thought it was Kaido. I think after we found out it wasn't Kaido, everyone kind of assumes that it's Blackbeard, right? right? That he's a subordinate of. I don't I don't know what feeding Luffy like I that. mean, it could even it could be the evolutionist. Could even be Dragon. I mean, homie was looking like Che on that snow island, you know. I mean, maybe, but I do you really think Caribou is a Caribou? I, I don't. This, I, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. I just know he was dressed up like Che Guevara, which would make sense yeah. for being a revolutionary. This man, I'll, I'm gonna rule him out as being a revolutionary because he was single-handedly trying to capture a bunch of mermaids in Fishman Island and sell them as slaves. He was going to free them. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about, dude? He was going to free them. them. They were home. They were. It was a facade. He was going to free the mermaids. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like that is the only action I need to 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 tell me that this lad is not a revolutionary. So no, I don't. I don't see how it could be Karabu. Um, but he also could. I I mean, he also could, to be fair, be like. I'm scared too because the dude is turning into a giant demonic spider and people's heads are exploding. <laughs> and like and like getting this dude some food is also my only hope of getting out of here alive. So that's it's that's also that is also possible. Uh, but you yeah. know, man, we we own how many more chapters do you think Kuma's gonna be alive? It's it's not it's not fifteen. I think he dies. I I mean I've I've said this for a while. I think he dies on Egghead. And yeah. So I, I guess I would say how long he's alive depends on how long you expect the egghead on the last, right? Ten chapters, right, right. fifteen chapters, however long that is, right? I don't I don't I feel like I don't have a good estimate, but somewhere in that ballpark. Now he is going to I do think he's gonna end up getting some amount of memory back or like having enough of a fragment of his consciousness left to be able to say goodbye to Bonnie. Oh, it's just not like Oda to give people who are not stupid old red scabbards deaths where they just die and it's like, okay, you're dead. Basically, everyone else gets their moment. You know, Ace gets his moment. Kinemon, you know, <laughs> came back to life. 
I feel I like think, he's gonna get. I, I think he's gonna at the very end get a little bit and be able to like die, smile to Bonnie, and tell Bonnie to join the Straw Hats. I told you. I think his moment is gonna be him pushing that pain out of Luffy's body and recreating Nika. Like that's what I think is. I don't know why. Why you roll your eyes at that? Like that wouldn't. His whole life has been like. I believe in Nika. Nika is like the savior. Even now in this latest chapter, Bonnie is like. I've been searching my whole life for Nika to come liberate my dad. And his last act of his life is going to be to res- like restore Luffy's stamina to bring Nika back. Like, well, oh, why man, are you rolling your eyes at Bro, that? because it, we already did that. Like, we already did that in Thriller Bark. I get that parallelism is a thing. We're not going to just do the same exact thing uh, 600, five, five to 600 chapters later. It is 600 chapters later. Yeah, but it's not the same thing because the context is different, right? Back in Thriller Bark, Kuma did that. First of all, when Kuma did that, we perceived him as an enemy, right? He and Zoro ended up taking on the burden in that case, right? Right. This time, it's 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 like we. But it's not even like Luffy's in pain in the way he was in that time. Luffy. No, no, but he's exhausted. He's exhausted. Now, what what do you think? Because he looks like an old man, is what he turned into. What do you think of the idea that his sister, who we know has powers, who can <laughs> we know has powers that can turn people, make them look older, make them look younger? What if she uses her powers to potentially de-age him, and that's part of the moment that ends up happening when Luffy's no. sister does that? No, half sister. No, <laughs> because no one because no to that is not his sister. First of all, no to that. <laughs> And then no, like it's not like Luffy. Like Luffy is not struggling because he's old; he's exhausted, and it's not like Bonnie aging him back down is going to restore his energy, his stamina. I don't, I, I don't think that's how that devil fruit works. So I'm, I'm gonna say that's that, that's not happening. When you he can't she can de age I I don't know I I think it was an interesting possibility I saw somewhere and I think it would be a compelling a more compelling and new narrative a more compelling and new narrative evolution than just Kuma coming over and doing the same thing he did before personally but that's let me, me tell you something let me tell you something you already at first didn't believe Kuma was even coming to Egghead. Then eventually, I, I had told you from the jump that he was. Eventually, you got on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, eventually, you're going to get on board with this idea, too. But I think we've exhausted this chapter enough. I want to move on to S-Class and F-Class. What do you say? Samir, TSL. Our first theory comes to us from Abraham from Reddit. Um, and it's a good topic because it relates to the chapter this week. And uh, it's... What was Kuma looking for when he went to Mary Joa? Uh, the theory states that when Kuma went to Mary Joa to wreak havoc, um, everyone's wondering where would a spiritless, soulless robot go? We had Dragon, Ivankov, even the readers wondering where he would go. And the answer that this theory presents is that he is going there to find Saturn and that he didn't find Saturn there. So obviously he went looking and found him on Egghead with, uh, with his daughter and everyone else. What do we think? Well, as you know, there's no way to figure out in any way what Kuma was looking to do. There's no character who gave a reasonable explanation for that that we could interpret as Oda's words. So I think this is 
interesting, but I think I'm going to end up giving this an F-class theory because the idea that he was just going out here looking Ooh. for Saturn, <laughs> the idea that he was going out here looking for Saturn is not compelling to me, especially because he ended up finding his way to Bonnie, finding his way to Luffy slash Nika. I was more, also the idea that why didn't he just jump himself to the top of the red line? I'm personally more compelled by the idea that maybe the red line was in his way when he tried to paw himself somewhere. And so he ended up running into the red line, crawling up there, ended up causing some havoc till he's run into a spot where he could actually get himself to Egghead. But I think he was out looking for that place. Why, first of all, why would he just put himself into the red line if he's just looking for Saturn, if it wasn't just something that was in his way for flying around? And I don't, I think the idea that he was just going somewhere to beat up Saturn doesn't seem wildly compelling to me. So I'm going to give that an F-class theory. I think this is clearly an S-class theory clearly um we haven't gotten any good justification for why kuma went to samarish was and i think as far as this goes it, it it offers one which i like right it offers one that it offers an explanation that makes sense this one dude saturn has been your antagonist your whole life and where would you expect to find saturn you'd expect to find him on on Marijua, right so to me, it makes sense that he, if 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 Kuma was looking uh, for revenge, it would make sense for him to go there, in my opinion. As to how he knew he was on Egghead afterwards, I don't really know. Um, but you know, he he ended up coming to Egghead, and I don't, so need, I, think, I don't even need too much of an explanation for that. The fact that he can fly around everywhere, I'm like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think it's S class because I just no one no one has been able to to give me a good explanation as to why. Does Kuma even? I feel like that he ran into the red line, had to jump up, and then get to a point where he could get to the edge and Mm -hmm. fly himself there. Is actually a decent explanation. But does Kuma? Isn't it not? Is it not a bit of dramatic irony? Do we? Is it not going back to ninth grade English? There, that's when the readers know something the characters don't. Does Kuma even know that Saturn was the one who's been messing him up this whole time? That the Saturn's been the one coming for his life. Is he not just another Elder Star and another Elite that he wants to punch in the face yeah. to this point? Outside of yeah, outside of the uh, God Valley incident when we were kids, right, where he actually directly confronted Saturn. Um, I, I I don't know if he was aware of the phone calls that Vegapunk was having with him and whatnot, which is a good point. But your point about the, him not being able to avoid the red line, we know he was able to send Nami to like a Sky Island, right? So he can send people high into the air, like he should there, be. Able might, to send but him. it might have been in the same blue, or from where they were, where from where they were at Sabaody, it could have been that there was not a giant wall in the way as possible. Right, but like the Sky Island is above the red line, right? So he can send people directly that high. I guess is my point. So if you can send someone to a Sky Island, I feel like you should be able to send someone to the top of the red line. So Allegedly. I still don't know why. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. But what's our next theory, Samir? <laughs> well, Samir, you, you tell us first. What did you think? Oh, sorry, S-class, sorry. F-class. How did you feel? You know, I think this is an S-class theory simply because not because of revenge, but because the last time Kuma was anywhere near the Gorosei was when he was at Marijua. So he's got some knowledge, you know, as a robot. Who knows? That's the last place he saw them. Maybe that's the last place he sensed Bonnie because she was spying on him. Makes sense to me. Finds out she's not there. 
he heads on over to Egghead. All right. Our next theory. This is a big one. Comes to us from Jordan. And this one, this one's a pretty old one, but um, it's it's getting more and more relevant nowadays. With uh, the whole theory being centered on the fact that Blackbeard's fruit, or his power, or even his character itself, is a reference to the Chinese mythical creature, the Baijia, which is a three-faced slash three-personalityed creature that can represent itself with different personas, which means that could be up to three different fruit Blackbeard can store inside his body. Uh, it also uh, means that, you know, in myth mythological uh, uh, history, this creature has knowledge of all the other demons and spirits that surround it, which makes a lot of sense because the person we know who has the most knowledge of devil fruits has been Blackbeard because he's been hunting him down. He he's has that encyclopedia. Um, but there, there's a lot of parallels here, um, especially with the fact that there's been a lot of mythical zone last minute reveals in one piece. What do we think of this one? Oh, this is a strong S class theory to me. And honestly, the biggest reason is we see Blackbeard at different points in the series look like have di different personalities. He'll in Marineford, he'll show up and be extremely um, overconfident and cocky and aggressive. But he also has moments in the series where he's very cowardly, right? And I, I remember like seeing a theory at some point, like some Blackbeard split personality disorder kind of theory. It's been a while. But that basically suggested that exact thing, that he's, there's essentially like three Blackbeards, three personalities to Blackbeard, almost like Panda in Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Um, so I love it just for that simple fact. And it would be a great explanation for how Blackbeard can have multiple devil fruits if like each personality is able to hold on to one devil fruit itself. I guess my question would be then, is the is the and because I haven't read this theory, is this person saying that Blackbeard already has his third devil fruit and that this is the the devil fruit? Yeah, it's saying that the originally he has he had the by Je, you know, I got I got to compliment Samir on that pronunciation. He out here like, by je, you know. <laughs> the dude in the video I was saying by Z, and I'm like, oh yeah, by Z. It's spelled Z E. So you know, to me that looked the same. So Samir very, is a very cultured man, being able to pronounce that correctly. But it's the idea that he has, it's the idea that he has that fruit initially, and that's what allows him to then have the other two fruits, the darkness fruit and the quake quake fruit. I'll say, I also think it's an S-class theory, and I think it's becoming more relevant, too, as we start seeing that there's all these darn super evil dudes who, who turn into demonic spiders and whatever the heck all the other Elder Stars and Amy are going to turn into. We don't know what they look like, but we know it's going to be incredibly, incredibly evil and dark, and it'll be pentagrams coming up everywhere. So in addition to that, the idea that Blackbeard might have a fruit that's kind of like that is pretty cool to me. 100% S-class theory. Samir, what do you think? How do you feel about it? You know, I'm going to wrap this up with another S class. I think uh, everyone said there all there needs to be said about this theory. Um, I think that the only caveat we have is um, we don't have too much in the way of non-Japanese mythological creatures. You know what I'm saying? So I think Elbaf, if there's some, you know, really big hints to non-Japanese mythology, because we're introducing North mythology into the, into the, into the mythos of one piece, um, 
if we're seeing some of that, then I really think that the Baija is a really, really strong possibility. So S-Class for sure. And this cultured man, the Baija. You know, I had to go look up the pronunciation afterwards because I was watching that video and I was like, there's no way this dude is saying this right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the right. last thing too, the last thing too, he, his laugh, we, we don't know what his laugh might mean. If people understand, if you know in the Japanese, everyone's laugh means something and it's sort of really close to how and so, and implies something about their character, devil fruit power, whatever. And we just don't know what Blackbeard's is with the ze ha 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 ha. It could be the by the fruit. <laughs> That's right. Sorry That's about right. That. Go on, listen No, you're good. Um, sorry. So back to Abraham. Got another theory from Reddit. Um, this one's also one that I think has been around for a little bit, but uh, it's it's a tough one to talk about because there's a lot more cultural influence here as well. Um, and it's the whole theory that so so in in Hindu mythology, um, there's a concept uh, of of Navaratna, which is a ring that you wear that represents nine different jewels. Uh, there's nine jewels on it in in culture, uh, in the mythos, I guess, the religion, um, wearing this ring balances you out. There is an element of wholesomeness in, in this spirituality. So the theory as it relates to One Piece is that we have nine different gemstones, which relate to nine different uh, planetary objects, not just planets, but we also have the sun and the moon in there, for example. Um, and that sapphires are related to Saturn, St. Saturn. We also have uh, a Venus which is the diamond. So Sam Gorose could be the one who potentially fights Zoro, given that he's going to cut diamond next after his fight with uh, Mr. One back in Alabasta. Um, there's, a, there's a lot more references within these nine. There's also some indication that uh, Luffy uh, might might be the one that represents the sun, uh, which is the ruby. Um, Blackbeard might be the one that represents the moon, which is the pearl. We don't know. Um, but yeah, what do we think about this theory? What's the implications for this in the story? This sounds like it's just symbolism more so than a theory. So for that reason, you know, I got to say, man, how are you going to do me like this, Abraham, man? How are you going to do me like How are you going to come to this S-class and F-class and you're just going to give me two F-class theories, man? How, how are you going to do me like that? Uh, this this, is, this gonna... is an F-class theory because this is just this is just symbolism. It's just saying... Here's what these things could represent and where they could be inspired by. Now, if you can tell me right now what this might imply for the story and what might be in, how it might be interesting, you might be able to change my mind. But otherwise, man, I'm like, how are you going to do me like this? I don't, I don't know how you're going to just disrespect Samir's culture. Like, like I'm the same culture. I just know about it. I'm just saying the same my culture. <laughs> man, his name, his name was Muhammad, bro. <laughs> it's my people, but it's not my culture. You know, it's weird. It's different. Yeah, you know, There's a weird, there's yeah. some interesting. Concept. But his last yeah, name yeah. is Syed Ahmed, bro. <laughs> you think so... he's Hindi, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Hindi is a language. Hindu is the religion. First of all, you got a culture. That's right. Bro. That's right. Whatever. All I know is Syed Ahmed is not Hindi. That's right. <laughs> And that's how oh, I use it correctly. I was talking about words. <laughs> so I agree that this theory doesn't have a whole lot of substance to it. You know, it's underdeveloped. But we know that Oda draws from a lot of different mythologies and religions, like globally around the world, right, in his story. And I do think the, the one tangible prediction that you can get from this theory is that uh, Venus, like Samir said, 
the stone associated with Venus is diamond. Venus Juro is the Gorosei with the sword. So this this person, for example, is speculating that Venus Juro will have some kind of ability or devil fruit, maybe related to diamond, and that he will be Zoro's opponent, which a lot of people have already speculated that Zoro will fight the Gorosei with the sword. So there's a prediction, you know, if you want a prediction. I think um yeah, we just have a lot of history of Oda pulling from a lot of different cultures around the world. And um, like like Zoro has a lot of Buddhism, all this kind of stuff. So I think it's S-Class because I do think as we get further and further into the series that we're going to get uh, these, how these Gorosei relate to, um, I don't even know how, how to say the name of the, the ring that Samir said. So I'm not going to try and butcher it. But how the Gorosei relate to all of these different stones and whatnot, I think it's just going to become more clear as the story goes on. What do you think, Samir? Man, you know how I feel. You know, I, I got to be consistent here. I got to get this in F-Class just because I was shitting on Jordan for the comparison of Luffy, you know, and, and the Nika fruit uh, <laughs> right. up to the, you know, the rubber tree, the Banyan tree. You know, I was giving Jordan so much shit for that back in the day, you know, a year ago, two years ago. So I'm going to keep it consistent, man. Like, I think symbolism is cool. I just don't think that there's much there if you can't draw a conclusion from it. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to go F-Class. That does bring us to our final theory. Um, and this one, this one's a simple one. Very, again, very topical for this week. Um, but Jordan brings us the theory of... Uh, after this arc ends, you know, assuming that uh, whatever happens to Kuma happens to Kuma, Bonnie gets the pawpaw fruit and ends up joining the Straw Hats. What do we think about that? F class to Bonnie getting the pawpaw fruit. S class to her joining the crew. Pawpaw fruit is going to Vivi. That's a prediction that I 100% believe in. We, we get the, like, you know, Emu basically saying if it wasn't for Lily's mistake, whatever you know, uh, the like that the essentially the poneglyphs were distributed because of Lily, right? The one way that it makes sense that you could get these poneglyphs distributed all over the world is through the pawpaw fruit. I do think that Vivi, as her descendant, is also going to get that fruit specifically so that she can teleport herself around the world and almost act as uh, what's the word, an ambassador for like the liberation movement that the Straw Hats start. So I think that Vivi ends up getting the pawpaw fruit. Also, Bonnie has the devil fruit. I don't think she's going to be able to get a second devil fruit. But I do think Bonnie is going to join as uh, the cabin girl on the crew. So the I'm going to say F-Class. <laughs> yeah, cabin girl. Kind of like Shanks on on on, on, on like Roger's, Roger's crew. I think it's going to okay. be that, sa that same kind of situation. Um, yeah. But since I can't give it both S and F class, I'm gonna say F class because to me it seems like the pawpaw fruit is the more uh, is the bigger part of the theory. So I'm going F. You're right. That is the interesting part of the theory because Bonnie Jordan and the crew feels not especially curious at this yeah. point. I think it's an interesting theory in part because it would imply something about this potentially artificial devil fruit that Bonnie has that might even give us some insight as to why Blackbeard has the ability to have multiple fruits, although he, we do know he ate two fruits. So, you know, it, it, is it can get more complicated there, but I think it gives us some potential insight as to how someone could have two devil fruits if someone was experimented on or has some kind of artificial essence <clears throat> of a devil fruit brought into them. I also think 
the idea that it gets passed on to Bonnie, who's there. It's the, it's the idea of it going to Vivi is super difficult, in part because that means Kuma's going to have to die, which we all think is going to happen. Then the Straw Hats are going to have to learn that this is where the pawpaw fruit comes from. And, and, and this is how devil fruits are passed on, which, to be fair, this could be a really interesting time for the Straw Hats to actually find that out. I wouldn't be opposed to that as far as we're beginning to get a little bit more lore in the story and learn a little bit more. Vegapunk probably already knows this, so I wouldn't even be mad at that. But the idea that they're then going to pick up that devil fruit and carry it and the person who they're going to give it to is Vivi, that's too much for me, man. They're just going to drive it around until they find out where Vivi is and then give it to her and it's going to play an important role with it. I can't, I can't, I can't get behind that. But I will say one of the other things yeah. that is cool about this theory yeah. and the idea that whoever the pawpaw fruit person, whether it's Bonnie or Vivi, is, ends up joining the Straw Hat crew as an official member is, as you know, the Japanese word plays, which I'm a big fan of, and which Oda, if you ever own any volumes of One Piece, if you ever own any volumes of One Piece over your thumbs down on your screen there, you will know that Oda very, very regularly references these word plays in terms of how he gives characters, whether it's birthdays or why certain characters are named certain things, etc. The last numbers from 1 to 10 that we're waiting on on Devil Fruits are two and nine in that order, two, nine. That's why that's why Nika does fit in there. People were thinking they would make sense if Luffy was Nika, but if we're to get a separate devil fruit that's not the Nika fruit, the Nikyu fruit, which is what the Papa fruit is, also fits in there. I think it's an S-class theory. If I do say so myself, I made it up. Hey, but you know, Vivi is also part of the crew. I know she doesn't sail with them anymore, but she's forever going to be part of them. I so, did say, whether, if it's one of those two who gets it, but I do think yeah. that it would be really fun and probably teach us a lot about the story. It would give us a moment of Bonnie being able to inherit Kuma's will, and it would be a really interesting piece of lore for the story if we learn a little bit more about what it means to have the essence of a devil fruit potentially being able to have more than one. Maybe that's what Blackbeard did under the curtain when he had Whitebeard. I don't know. Maybe. All right, Samir, what do you think? You know, I'm gonna have to give this one an F class uh, on on all counts. Man, what? Come on, man. I'm sorry, man, but see, here's the thing. I think that compared to Vivi, compared to some other characters as well, I don't think Bonnie has had that many fun moments with the Straw Hats. I don't think there's that chemistry, that and that need that they have for her on the crew. Like they they they're not loving having her around. Um, they might get along, but let's be honest. You know, Vivi, Vivi, even Carrot, even I don't I don't know about Yamato, but Definitely Vivi, maybe Carrot. They had way better chemistry. So you don't um, even think that – you don't even like the idea of – because Abraham even liked the idea of her joining the crew. You don't even like the idea of her joining the crew. No, see, that's – and that's – it's weird because I think I'm almost the inverse where it's like I, I don't think it – I don't think it's S-class that she'll get the fruit either. Um, to me, you know, she already has the fruit. I think that we are approaching the point in a Shonen series where – there's a lot of exceptions to the rules and the nature that we already know that exists. You know, there's, there's a lot of exceptions to the the physics that happen in the world. Right. That's kind of what happens when you get this far into a shonen series that has battle as one of its main themes. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I think that, uh, I think Bonnie exists as a vehicle to show us, you know, how horrific the Gorosei can really be. And I think once that's done, I think her part in the story might be over, especially because, he told her that you're a failure. You know, you you can't imagine any other kind of Nika future. It's not going to be effective. Um, honestly, to me, that sealed the deal. If he hadn't said that, though, I honestly might be inclined to say that she would join the crew. But I think I think her story ends here. But bro, how are we going to make it to Laugh Tale without a cabin girl? 
And Chopper, <laughs> you know, they keep they keep making Chopper take L's. He might as well be the cabin boy at this point. Yeah. All I know is that I think I won three one this week. Yeah, three one. <laughs> That's right. Better, better luck next week, Jordan. Listen, I brought my own theory. I just want to be clear that you know I've gotten some crap in recent weeks for not bringing my own theories, even though I brought one that has been regularly ridiculed. And we'll all, y'all, I'll be, we'll see who's laughing when it turns out that Luffy and Bonnie are siblings, but half siblings. But I'm just saying I brought my own, so don't be saying that I don't have that courage. <laughs> You're being okay. real petty. I've been known. I've been known to it. Uh... To have that flaw. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, I want to ask you something. What is the pettiest thing that you've done in a relationship, or even as you're about to break up with someone? Yeah, pettiest thing you've done in a relationship. Give it Man, to me. It's, it's time to jump into the lifestyle section, huh? It's time to yeah. jump in. Well, I'll tell you, I, I didn't do anything petty within the relationship. I didn't do something to my girlfriend at the time. But this girl who I was dating was friends with some girls, and some of these girls did not like me very much. There was a whole divide. She was on my track team, and there was a divide between me and some and a couple people I lived with and this other girl who was friends with my ex and some of the people that she was friends with. And my girlfriend had kind of like not told that person we were dating. And then she eventually did. And that other girl sent her a message being like, don't you just like, it was a, it was a tweet being like, oh, don't you just hate it when your boyfriends or when your girlfriend, when your friend starts dating an idiot and you just have to be like, oh my oh, God, shit. why did you bring this person into our life? <laughs> Wait, what? She said that? She said that. Her friend said that to her. And so <laughs> what? my Wait, girlfriend- can I ask a quick question? Please, ask a quick question. Was one of her? Did I, I don't know if I misheard this. Is one of this girl's friends your ex? Or, or, or my, you not dated any of her friends? No, no. I had not, my ex, who was my then girlfriend. I had not dated anyone else in her friend group, but I, my then gotcha, girlfriend gotcha, gotcha. was okay. friends with this girl who texted her that thing. Saying, oh, like, why did you bring this person into our life? Dude, is she, I, I I don't understand. Do you got, have some history with this girl <laughs> to come out shooting like this. We didn't like each other. There was not any kind of emotional history. We just did not like each other. So my my girlfriend tried to deflect, be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. That's how I feel about my other friend. Just in case, like giving her a lifeline to be like, I didn't just send you this really mean text about your boyfriend. And she's like, oh, no, I was talking about Jordan, like monkey covering his eyes face. <laughs> a monkey. She used a monkey. She said it's, she used the monkey, straightforward. Oh, boy. Okay. So I knew okay. my girlfriend was mad. But she's a little bit conflict avoidant. And so at the time, you know, we were getting shoes from a shoe company. They would come to my house, and we would distribute them to the rest of the team, right? And so I opened a the door. These girls are here. You know, they're there. And, and, and I can tell my girlfriend. She's being very nice. She's being very polite. It overly so because she's so afraid of conflict. Her compensation mechanism is to be extra nice. And I could tell that was happening. So what I did, I just went right up to her and I turned the PDA up to about a million. 
I'm I'm like I'm hugging on her with my arms all over. I'm like kissing her on her cheek. She can't even. She can barely even get words out because she's trying to talk to them, and I'm like kissing her like no no no. I'm like kissing up her whole side of her face. I, I I was probably like you know feeling her breasts <laughs> like I was what? I, I like I was just standing around like she would oh I have to you know go talk to, and I'm just like holding her and just being ridiculous and we're just like the whole conversation is continuing and she's kind of like laughing and because she knows what I'm doing she knows she can tell what I'm doing and she likes it <laughs> but the other girls were just sat there with absolute just disgust on their faces and shock at the way I was behaving and I later on you know they eventually actually had a friend breakup uh in part because of this and in part because of other things and the girls brought that up and she and my ex said well you know honestly he did that because I was really unhappy and like about what you had said and didn't want to say anything and these girls said well the appropriate thing to do is not groping each other in front of us I gotta say, I don't really understand your your reaction to that situation. I feel like that's not how <laughs> I would have responded. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. It was it was one girl in this friend group that said that, right? Or was it the whole group that felt this way? No, it was one girl, but there was she had a little she had a little minion. Okay. You know, so it was her and this little minion who was just kind of like around doing whatever she says. And it was both of the two of them who were at my house in this moment. Oh, it was, okay. So it, you you guys had a problem with both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, because first thing I was going to say is the whole PDA stuff, I feel like if the whole group is over there and you have a problem with one person, like, <laughs> why are you bringing everyone else into your problem? Right? So right. I'll put that aside since you guys had a problem with both of them. I still don't think I would have handled it that way. I feel like I would have told them to get the fuck out of my house. Like, <laughs> why? Why? I, why was the that that the the solution? I, I, if if she's if my girlfriend was afraid of confrontation, I feel like my solution would have been like, I'm gonna be the confrontational one in this relationship and let you know that I've seen the message. I know how you feel about me, and y'all are not welcome in my home. Well, Abraham, you asked what the pettiest thing I ever did was. That's true. You didn't ask about me getting in a fight. You didn't ask about me getting in a fight. You didn't ask about me being direct. I can tell you some things that I did that are like that. You know I'm not a, I'm not necessarily an indirect person, but you asked that day I was feeling petty. And here's the thing. It's because specifically my ex, you could tell that she felt that she felt like she had to be extra nice. And so oh. if I decide to turn it into a fight, that's also going to make her uncomfortable. That's not what she wants either because she's yeah. a little bit uncomfortable. She's a little bit afraid to do that. But yeah. if what I do is this thing that she kind of likes and it makes her happy and oh. now, and I'm just kind of shut, right? Cause it's also what I'm doing is sort of spitting in the face of the exact sentiment that they have, which is like, man, how could you two, like, I wish you hadn't brought this person into your life. And what I was doing there is I'm not going to turn into a fight. My ex didn't want to fight. But I'm gonna let them know. Yeah, I'm in your yeah. life. I'm in your I'm life. Stay. Yeah, I'm in your life. I feel. Let me tell you. I feel like that text that that girl said extended your relationship by at least six months. <laughs> you ever see that that Seinfeld yeah. episode where there's like some some guy who tells the girl that George is dating, 
he's like, oh, George is no good for you. He's going to break up with you at some point. He's he's a, he's, right, he's no good, right. right? George finds out that this guy said something, and he he was fully intending to break this girl's heart. And he stays oh, yeah. with her out of spite, spite <laughs> to, to prove this guy wrong. I don't know. You can tell me whether or not this is true. I feel like that, 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 that was extended the relationship. That wasn't the case for us, but it also did make my ex realize how much she liked PDA, and there was a lot of PDA in the relationship. But I, I promise you, no. You ask anyone, they'll be like Jordan and Ray. They were, they were, they were a lot. Um, but, but it was never. It was never. And all the other days people joke about it was never as much or as intentionally in your face as it was that day, man. But what about you? Wait, what about you? I know you want to talk about you being petty. Uh, yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, I. Personally, I don't feel like I was petty this day, but I told my roommate what had happened. Man, wait, hold on. You told me, you told me this is the story you being petty. Right. But I, when I told my roommate, my former roommate, this story, he couldn't believe it. He thought he, we, we were on polar opposites. So you can tell me, and we, we've had polls in like, so so he was all petty class or F class. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. We, we, this became such a debate in our household that we started posting polls about this situation in, in the group chats that we were in to, to, to see if other people thought how petty it was. So basically, with my ex, there was a time when, you know, I knew basically the relationship had run its course. Right. And uh, I planned to break up with him. And before I could, though, I knew that my Netflix account was logged in to uh, the TV in her apartment. And what I didn't know at the time was that you can remotely log out of your like net, your Netflix account out of particular devices from like your computer. I thought you had to like physically like, I had to physically log out. <laughs> so <laughs> the day that I went to, to break up with her, you know, I went to her apartment <laughs> and <laughs> we like had lunch and whatnot. And then when she went into the bathroom, I went to the TV remote and quickly as I could, I logged out of it. And it out. <laughs> so I didn't want to have to like come back later, ask or text it and be like, by the way, can you uh, log out of my Netflix? You know, after I broke up with her. So she was in the bathroom and I logged out of the Netflix and we went on a walk in Forest Park and I. You know, politely and kindly, like, broke the news to her. I was like, I think we need to break up for X, Y, and Z. We broke up, and I went, we went our separate ways. And I told my roommate this story. He said, you, he told me I was wrong for, for, for that. Did she know it was coming? Did she know the breakup was coming? No, 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 I don't think so. Oh, dang. She had no idea? It was just, like, out of nowhere? Yeah, uh, I, uh, I had known for a while, but... um. Dang. There are circumstances that kind of kept me from from telling her immediately. Um, yeah, I think I, I do think it it probably took her a little bit by surprise. Dang, bro! No, that's not petty, man. That's <laughs> there we go. That's not petty. That's no, like that's what, she, she's supposed to. Like I logged out of I I deleted my my dad's ex-girlfriend's account for him because <laughs> he wasn't doing yeah. it yet. I said, no, this woman's not watching Netflix on our Netflix. Yeah. She's not watching Netflix on our Netflix. <laughs> you're not together. You know, especially nowadays because they're removing all the, you know, if you're not in the right area, they're taking it out. So right, I got yeah. no problem with that. I think that's fair. 
Nah, who said that's petty? That's that's ridiculous. Like like the idea that you're just supposed to let that it's it's hilarious that you did it before you broke up <laughs> and that she went to the bathroom and you were just like, let me just sneakily disconnect you from my Netflix. That's hilarious. But it's yeah. definitely not petty. Now be petty yeah. if you still had the account, you know, it was your email, but you switched it to yeah. be her credit card as the payment. Yeah. Now that's petty. <laughs> that, wow, that would be crazy. If you stole her that credit might... card right there and switched it, so she just starts suddenly paying for your Netflix. So, that would be that petty. might be theft. That might be theft. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So let me tell you a little bit about this guy. I love him to death. He's he's he. I, I like my roommate, former who who called me petty, like a brother to me. But he does not pay for a single subscription service. He gets his Disney Plus from one person. He gets his mm. like Hulu from another person, his Crunchyroll from another person, Netflix from another person. I, I'm, <laughs> I told him, I was just like, I feel like you're speaking out of self-interest. If all all these people uh, forcibly logged you out of their accounts, you, you'd be screwed. <laughs> he, 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 we, we didn't see eye to eye on this issue. <laughs> no man and, and, and like what are you supposed to do like you pay for this service and she is yeah. no longer your girlfriend she's supposed to just be watching your netflix indefinitely and, and you're supposed to be getting all all sad and crying because you're seeing the recommendations for the things she's watching and you're reminded of her every time you're supposed to be putting yourself through that no no not petty no I, I share my crunch roll with I think 12 people now it's becoming a real problem. And, you know, and I think it's a bit of a swap situation. Like I share my crunchy roll. I share some other stuff. Um, like I get Peacock for free, but in return, I get to use like Hulu and Disney plus for free from, from same people I share it with. Um, and fuck that. man. if someone, if I was with someone and we broke up, you no, know, no, you don't get the privilege. I think it's as simple exactly. as that. Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I agree. We're, we're in agreement. Let me ask you something about, let me ask you about a situation I was in the other day. You know, I was at a karaoke bar with my buddy Craig. And, you know, I just went, we just got up and done a kryptonite by three doors down, kind of crushed it. And there hadn't really been that many, you know, that it, it was early where it's just a Wednesday or whatever. And we're going in, we're going in real, did a really nice job. And we're going back to sit down. He's about to leave. And this girl who had not been there before was looking kind of cute. She just kind of, you know, she's kind of giving me a little a couple eyes and giving me a thumbs up. And you know, she's sitting next to me and that she had just come in in a way that, you know, I hadn't really noticed her before. So, you know, I'm wearing my Team USA jacket. I um, go, I sit down. One of the, it's a relevant part of the story. Her friend, who's her, like gay best friend, is like, oh, are you an Olympian? And my buddy Craig had just left. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. But my buddy Craig actually is, you know. But I'm a pretty good athlete, right? I run run track. We're talking about the steeplechase okay. and everything. He's he's like, oh, you know, my friend, she started running, that kind of thing. So now we start having a conversation. And I feel like she's kind of been giving me a couple of these eyes, things like that. But I also know my bus is coming up kind of soon. So I'm but I've also decided I've decided to not go home with Craig because I'm like, well, this girl just gave me a thumbs up and kind of giving me them eyes. So I'm trying to figure out what the vibe is. But I notice as I'm kind of about to talk to her, she's texting on her phone, I notice a picture of her with a man. And I only got like a, a brief glance, so I didn't get a really good look. It looked it looked a little coupley. And so 
I ended up saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, we, we ended up talking for a few, I sat down, we ended up talking for a few minutes, meeting all of them. And, and I ended up just going ahead and, and hitting the road. Now, I could find the friend on Facebook because we, you know, we exchange. We, I know where he went to school. We, talk, I remember his name. I don't remember her name. <laughs> so I said, don't worry about me dropping the name accidentally. Should I have talked to her and tried to get her number? Or should I have just been like, I see this on the phone and I'm just going to let this go? Or should I have stayed 20 extra minutes for the next bus to try and suss it out? Yeah. You should, first of all, I don't know why the bus is even relevant in this story. <laughs> like, stay as long as you need to stay. And if there's no more buses, call a fucking Uber. <laughs> you, you're a fucking grown-ass man. You can afford an Uber. So don't even, I'm not even thinking about the bus. 100% you should have asked for her phone number. You, like, sure, you could have asked first, you know, do you have a boyfriend? And maybe if you don't want to be as direct, you could have tried to suss out the situation. I feel like, my mindset, if I was interested in someone, I would just ask for their number and she'll tell you. She'll tell you if she has a boyfriend or not, right? Now, some women, you know, might... I do know there are some girls who, who will act like they don't know why you're asking for their number. You know what I mean? And maybe she wouldn't, like, immediately be like, here's my number, uh, but I have a girlfriend, like, but I have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like she might not be as right. upfront with it immediately, but I feel like most people would, right? And you'd get your answer right then and there. So I think that's what you should have done. I'm going to have to second that. I think nothing ventured, nothing gained. And if you know, if she said no, it's no, whatever, like no big deal, right? No, it's true. Uh, so so, so here's, let, let me help you back in, a little bit into my mind, right? You know, I'm an early bedtime guy. I like to get to bed at like 10 o'clock or whatever. And I was thinking about going ahead and getting home. And I was in the time where it's kind of like if I stay up a little bit late, like I have not spoken to her for long enough to actually justify asking for her number. Like if I would have been spoken to her for 20, 30 minutes, whatever, we're having a conversation, then I would have been like, I don't know, 10, 15, more than like three, four or five minutes. Then I would have been like, okay, yeah, let me just ask for your number. But my my decision matrix was kind of like, is staying for long enough to have this conversation going to be a waste of my time anyway, because I'm seeing this couple looking photo on our phone screen? Hey, I've never heard of this time thing that you're bringing up. I feel like I've seen guys. Well, you just go up and ask. The first, <laughs> I, I've never done it, right? But because like I've, I've, I've just never being in that situation where I, I guess I, I wanted to or I was bold enough to, but I've a hundred percent seen guys just walk up to women and ask for their for their Instagram, ask for their phone number. Like you don't need you don't need to have like a whole 20, 30 minute conversation beforehand. I don't know if it would be 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes is dramatic. It's mostly that's when the next bus was coming. Man, what? <laughs> I feel like you got to have some kind of conversation, though, right? Like, right, yes. I, I'm kind of on Jordan's side on that one. But I do I do think, though, like, if that was the lock screen, right, that right. had her and the, the guy. Right. Man, she was probably with somebody or too invested in someone else for her to have given you her number. But, like you've that's mentioned, you know, saying. you might be, you know, that maybe we don't know her situation. Right. I mean, so I think whole... you did the right thing about. I mean, I don't know about the bus thing. I kind of agree with Abraham on that one. I don't know what the fuck that's this all about. This guy is acting but... like he's in high school. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Was it like a week? Like, what was it? She was at a work day or something? Like, come on. It wasn't gonna be that. No, it, 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 this, this, is, this is last night, <laughs> and I'm off the whole week. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be. It wasn't gonna be like I had to take a bus. Like I could take an Uber. I could do whatever. Right, like that's true. But it's it, it's very easy to take the bus from that location. So it would have been like an easy, convenient thing for me to do. And the bus is like about as much time as the Uber. It's just like a mental thing in my head where I'm like, this bus takes me right to my house. It's, it's no problem. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Samir, like if, when you see the phone screen and you say, do I want to stay a little bit longer to have a conversation, but it's just going to be a waste of my time. But it's a question like, what what's a stronger law? Phone screen has her and another man kind of, you know, all, you know, head and shoulder or whatever. That's not how I take pictures of my sister. I don't know about you guys, but me and my sister don't take pictures like that. Uh, that law or the a woman decides to initiate a conversation with you in public, she might be interested law. I think what you, you should know, have but, done is been like, hey, I got to go. Don't tell her that you got to, you know, drink your hot milk and go to bed early. Just tell her that you got to go. Can right, I get your right. number? If she says no, you have an easy out. If she says no, That's you're true. leaving That's anyway. True. That's true. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I just want to be clear that I'm not a coward generally. You know, I, I never most of the women coward. I meet, I go out with. I, I yeah, it sounds like you speaking public. there, bud. I, <laughs> it's because I feel like a coward, man. I feel like a coward. I'm not generally a coward. If I if I had ten more minutes, I wouldn't have been a coward. I think I think the phone lock screen is a is a fine reason though for you to have had hesitation. I don't think that was wrong. Because you said you didn't even really get a good look, right? Like, how do you even know what you saw? Yeah, well, yo, well, it was like I, her dad I, or some shit, bro. I don't know. <laughs> if she like like one of my friends asked me the other day, I said, if that's how she's taking pictures with her dad or her brother, I don't know that I want to be anywhere near that. <laughs> Like, I don't think people uh, people take pictures with their dad and their their brother and their gay best friend with the head on the shoulder and the arm around you. It's a very it's a head in the chest, really. It was a very coupley photo, and basically, it's not so much, you know, it's not just so much should I have done it as it is, you know, what if this probably would have been a waste of my time, right? This probably would end up being a waste of my time. I okay, here's okay. My thing is that. If this is something you want to pursue, how valuable are your 20 minutes? You know what I mean? Like, you said... Man, how you, how, how you, do I even know if it's something who I want to pursue, man? She looked cute. She looked cute in wait, the dark. So that's, she it, looked yeah, cute in so the that, dark. So, okay. So then, if you... Okay. I can only speak for myself. If I'm single and there's a girl that I think looks good and that I want to see again, I don't mind waiting an extra 20, 30 minutes if it means that I have a, I can shoot my shot with her. If I have to wait like four hours, okay, maybe you've got another, you know, Here's another thing on your head. I was ready to wait twenty minutes if I didn't feel pretty sure she had a boyfriend. Yeah, but I mean, I it's even even if you think it's more likely than not that she has a boyfriend, and you're like, you know, I didn't get a good look at the photo. Maybe, maybe not. Like to me, twenty minutes is. It is. It's not a an amount of time worth stressing over. If I waited twenty minutes and then just got to hear, oh yeah, sorry, I have a boyfriend, I'd be like, at least I know, right? And I'd I'd go to sleep just fine at night. Not that you know, I don't I don't think I'd lose any sleep over over not asking her anyway. Either way, but it's just like the, to me, it seems like there were no there was no consequence 
to you staying an extra 20 minutes and figuring this out. <laughs> Other than for some reason, you just really wanted to make this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I said, I want to have this as a segment to ask for advice to close out the show and feel like a coward at the end of the day when I go to bed the next day. So I guess it's time to go stalk her gay best friend and become friends with him so I can make it all work because she's my future wife. So that's the brilliant idea. That's that's our show today, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe if you're the, one of the five people who are listening to this to help us make it better. We love you. Uh, I'm fast. He's smart. And Samir does not have any hair on his head. He is bald. That thing is shining on the bottom screen. Peace. Take it easy.